Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guests will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are here today. Last week, our topic was surrendering to the universe's plans. And so many people messaged me within the last week telling me that they, too, were struggling with something in their lives, whether it was career, money, family, relationships, that it feels like right now there's just something in the air. And you know what? There is. And I don't normally like buy into this type of stuff, but like Mercury is in retrograde from what I understand. I'm not really like, I've never really looked into all of that. You know, like I know just a little bit about it, but I don't really go with that when Mercury is in retrograde. I'm like, okay, well maybe, but there seems to be so many people right now that are struggling. So please know that if you are one of those people, you are not alone. There is a lot of us right now. I definitely have uh, taken steps over the last week since I did that episode to try and be more, uh, surrender more to the universe. And I definitely have. And you know what? Things feel better. They just, they feel different when you surrender and you let the universe start showing you what it can actually do for you. So I hope that some of you were able to do that over the last week as well. From the responses that I got from last week's show and from a lot of the readings that I have done over the last few days and last week, I decided I wanted to do this week's episode on finding and keeping your soulmate. This is probably as the psychic part of my job. This is what I see the most. Like I'm a medium and an animal communicator. So I talk to spirits and animals. But when it comes to people coming to me for their personal problems, this is the number one thing that I deal with is love readings. And at the very beginning of my spiritual journey, I did not want to do them. I did not want to tell people who they should and shouldn't love. I didn't want to give any advice like that because I had received some really bad advice from psychics over the years as far as love went. I realized that that's because a lot of psychics will do their readings based on what the person wants to hear and will hold back like the information that they may not want to hear. I don't do that. I want you to know it all so that you can, you know, move on or be happy with the person or whatever is supposed to happen. But then I got a job working for an online uh, psychic company where I did like chat and talk to people, you know, it was like a pay by minute thing. Um, and the reason that the universe wanted me to do this was to get more familiar with love readings and to do those more. And that was like 95, if not more percent of what I did on that that platform. Um, and so I really got good at them. And I understand now where the universe is going with this and what it expects from us when it comes to love and what love is supposed to be like. Because I think that we are brought up in this society where love is not explained to us the right way. Um, I'm 45 years old and I've been with my husband for 10 years. I was married before this. I've had several other serious relationships But I will tell you that it's really only over the last couple of years that I've really begun to understand truly what love is and what it's supposed to feel like and what it's supposed to do for us and for the other person 
and how it's supposed to feel. And I look back at relationships that I had with people that I thought were soulmates. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. And I see that the universe was trying to show me a lot of things through those relationships that I had. When I do readings, love readings for people, and something comes up that they're not going to be with the person that they are currently with, they a lot of times will ask me, well, what am I supposed to do? Am I just supposed to stay with this person, even though I know that this is not where I'm going to end up? And the answer to that question is most of the time, yes. But it really depends on your what's going on in your life. The universe will show you the relationships that you're supposed to be in and not supposed to be in. So if you are coming to a psychic for a love reading because you're miserable in the relationship, it's definitely something to look at to see there of like, okay, well, maybe this isn't a soulmate. Maybe this isn't somebody that I'm supposed to be with. Maybe I'm already seeing the red flags. So today we're going to talk about what soulmates are. We're also going to talk a little bit about twin flames. I think that that will have to be a whole other episode because there's a lot of information on that, but I do want to touch briefly on it. Um, but, uh, but mostly talking about soulmates, what they are, who they can be, and how to find yours and how to keep them. One of the things that I think we've also been taught somewhere along the road is that maybe we only have one soulmate. And that's not the case. You know, let me say this first. There's a lot of varying opinions out there. And that's why I was saying that about Twin Flames, that it's going to take another episode, because there's so many different things when you go online and you look up soulmates or Twin Flames or whatever, you're going to get conflicting ideologies on, on these things. And it's going to depend on the person that's writing the article. Are they a psychic? Are they a psychiatrist? What are they? Um, for me, I probably look at things differently than, you know, somebody that doesn't have this connection. I believe that we have multiple soulmates, that our soulmates are a part of our soul family. And I did an episode a while back on soul family. It wasn't that long ago. So if you haven't listened to it, maybe go back and listen, because it does get into all the different types of soulmates that we can have within our soul family and our soul group. Your soulmate or soulmates do not have to be lovers or spouses, any even romantically attached at all. They can be parents, children, um, best friends, sisters, brothers. They can be anybody because these people are all a part of your soul family. So the way I look at it is you're on this mission to find your soul mate that is a part of your soul family. Some of them we are just born into, like with our parents and, and our siblings, but some of them we have to look for, we have to find them. And in order to find something that is meant for us, we a lot of times have to go through some things that aren't meant for us. It's like, what's that saying? You have to kiss a lot of frogs to find your prince. It's very true. and But a lot of times what happens is that we meet somebody and we feel this attachment. We feel this instant like, oh my gosh, this feels so good because there's that honeymoon phase at the beginning, right? And that honeymoon phase kind of like sucks us in. And then we get into this relationship and things start getting real. 
And we start seeing things that we didn't know before. It takes like, I think they say three to four years to really, really learn about somebody. So by the time that we are like out of that honeymoon phase, we're kind of sucked in, right? And a lot of times that's when it's really hard to break something off because you're like, oh my gosh, I, I remember these feelings that we had and they were so nice and wonderful. And you know, now here's the negative. And you know what? All relationships are going to have negatives. That's just the way that it goes. But when you're coming out of that honeymoon phase and you're really opening up and you're seeing what the other person is like, this is the stuff that you need to pay attention to. This is the area where you need to really see, is this person a soulmate or not? Because I do believe that that honeymoon phase can trick you into believing that someone is your soulmate when they are not. Now, you can have, not to confuse the situation, but you could have a soulmate that only comes in for a short period of time. So like I said, I I absolutely believe that my husband that I'm with now is soul family. He's a soulmate. We were meant to be together and, and to find each other. But I also believe that my first husband was a soulmate as well, because at the time it made a lot of sense. And I feel like I learned a lot from that relationship. And I definitely feel like he's soul family. But I've also had a couple of other serious relationships that I'm not exactly sure what they were. If they if they were soulmates, um, people, one of those relationships, people might look at and go, oh, that's your twin flame. But no, absolutely not. I do not believe that at all. Um, but those other two, I don't know. I don't know if they were soulmates. I still don't know. It's just something that, you know, OK, it's possible that they're soul family. But one of the things that I I've read a lot is that soulmates, when you meet them, that there is this instant attraction, this, oh my gosh, it's like I've known this person forever. And I don't know that I believe necessarily that that points in the direction of a soulmate. I Because a lot of times at the beginning of something, when you're in that honeymoon phase, you might feel that. So I just tend to tell people, don't go with what you feel in the honeymoon phase. Don't, because you're kind of lying to yourself there. So it's really once we kind of get out of there. One thing that people ask me a lot or they bring up a lot is that they always seem to attract the wrong person. That they, uh, everybody that they date is exactly the same. They, you know, have characteristics that they don't like, blah, blah, blah. Well, let's look at a word in that sentence that I always attract the wrong type. Maybe you're not attracting the wrong type, but maybe you're seeking the wrong type. And this goes back to like childhood trauma or past relationships, where even though we know that something in a relationship wasn't healthy, it feels normal to us. And so it's almost like we kind of seek that out. We seek out the drama if that's what we're used to or or whatever it is that you're used to. Yes. And yes, you might attract people that also see that in you. Or like um, I've talked about my brother, he uh, is a fixer because he was always like trying to fix our mother. And so when he has a woman that comes into his life that needs to be rescued, he will, he will rescue her. And that is something that, you know, does he attract that or is he seeking that? Well, it, def it absolutely could be both things. But either way, it's not the way that it has to be. So if you're sitting there thinking, I've been looking for my soulmate for so long, but I just keep attracting these jerks or whatever it is, 
it's probably because this is what you're used to and this is what you're putting off. This could also be the law of attraction because we attract to us what we put out. So if you're constantly putting out a negative energy all the time when you're trying to attract love, you're going to attract people that are attracted to that negative energy. A very positive person like like myself, like I'm not I'm way more positive than I was when I was in the dating stage, but I could not handle somebody that was like totally negative. I actually was at a very good place in my life when I was single for a while. And I recognized this. And this is something that comes along with finding our soulmates is recognizing what we need in a relationship. But I had this friend that set me up on a, on a blind date. And she told me, oh, I have this friend that he could really use a good woman. You know, he, he dates the wrong people, whatever. And so we set up a date to go out. And he, um, re friend requested me on Facebook before we even went out, which was probably not a, such a great idea because I immediately saw all of the negative stuff that he was posting. And it was way too much for me. I was like, I cannot even think about going out with this person because this is what they're like. And it was not attractive to me. So my vibration at that time was not aligned with his vibration and our, you know, our negativity, positivity, however, whatever's easiest way for you to look at it. It wasn't on the same level. And so for me, I absolutely felt like this is not somebody that I even want to put my time and effort into. And I canceled the date, the first date before it even happened. It's, really is about what you put out is what you get back. So if you're still looking for this person, looking for the the person that you want to spend your life with, the the soulmate that you still hasn't come to you, that is absolutely something to think about is what you're putting out is what you're getting back. If you're a happy, fun, loving person, put that out there. We all go through bad times in our life, but be you. That's another thing when trying to find your soulmate is being yourself. And so um, one of the most important things I think about finding love, any type of love, is getting to really know yourself and to understand what you need. Because if you don't know what you need, how can you tell another person what you need? And really relationships are about communication. They are about learning about each other and, and so many things. And we'll get into that later on in the episode. But if you don't know yourself, and you don't know what you need and what you like, then how are you going to attract the person that is meant for you? You're going to continue attracting these people that are not meant for you. I dated a lot between my divorce and when I met my husband now. Um, and, you know, it was interesting. It was an interesting process because you always wonder, is this the person or, you know, what's going on here? And, and sometimes you might jump to conclusions and think, okay, this is the person, like this feels good, but the universe has other plans and it may not go the way that you wanted it to. And for a lot of people that can really knock them down. But if you look at the situation and you are in this kind of place where you love yourself and you understand what you need, then you'll see why that things don't go the way that you want them to go, that that isn't the person for you because they don't align with you somehow. And there's so many, so many reasons why relationships don't work. But a lot of the times it is 
it is because our vibration doesn't align with the other person's. And when that happens, I truly believe that's not your soulmate. That's not a soulmate. You will know, you will feel it. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and take a break so that we can get into more of what is a soulmate? What does that feel like? And and talking about twin flames, and we will come back to that and uh, yeah, give you some more info on soulmates. And I love talking about love, but it is a very hard subject. It is like, I think it's that one thing, well, there's several things, but it's one of those things in life that feels so good or it can feel so bad. It's like the complete opposite, you know, it's such a wide range of emotion and it can be very draining. And that's why it's very important to find that person that you fit with, right? Because you spend so much time with that person. And if you do end up spending your life with them, you want to have that kind of connection. You don't want it to just be anybody because like I said, that honeymoon stage, it fades and then it fades into real life. And if you're, this is not your connection, this is not your person or one of your soulmates, it's not going to fit right. The puzzle pieces are not going to fit together. So let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we will talk more about what soulmates are and what twin flames are. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome 
Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Today, we are talking about finding and keeping your soulmate. I do want to say that I obviously am not a therapist. I am not a marriage counselor, but I have a lot of experience in this department. And I will tell you that the universe has been the best marriage counselor and therapist that I ever could have asked for. Being able to connect to the universe and get the advice that I get and get the lessons that I get has really helped me to change the way that I deal with things in my marriage. I'm not perfect. No relationship is ever perfect, but we continuously learn. And the universe wants us to see in our relationships, our faults, just as much as the other person's faults. So it really can be a great marriage counselor if you allow it to do that for you. I am just... I'm the conduit. I'm the the way that the universe gets its messages through. It by teaching me how to have healthier relationships, then I can help other people to have healthier relationships. I have had some seriously unhealthy relationships over the years that at the time I didn't even recognize as being that unhealthy. You just look at it as like, okay, well, this is maybe the way relationships are, or I love this person, you know, or a lot of times when you're stuck in that infatuation stage too, you just kind of tolerate whatever is there, but we're supposed to be happy. And the universe wants us to find our soulmates and to work with our soulmates to make these lives for ourselves that are happy, where we learn, where we can work together and grow together, not where we're, you know, fighting against each other or or something like that. So, so definitely take that into consideration. Uh, one of the things I think when it comes to love and finding our soulmates that we worry about, that we deal, we deal with the most is fear. It's that fear of being alone or like being if we are with somebody and you know that you know there's a lot of red flags or you're not happy with them but you feel like you're not going to ever find anybody else these are big issues when it comes to love and a lot of times those things keep us trapped in a love that isn't meant for us so if you're currently in a relationship and you're feeling that kind of way just think about all of the things that we're going to talk about over the next two segments, because it may help you to see if this person is a soulmate or if they're just maybe here at this moment to help you grow and to learn about yourself. So as I mentioned in the first part, a soulmate is can be anybody, but a soulmate is really someone who you feel deeply connected to, but it's not dependent or like in a needy way. It's I want to be with this person, not I need this person, which is a great question to ask yourself if you're in a relationship. Are you with this person because you want to be with them or because you need to be with them? There's a big difference. And it is hard to be honest with yourself sometimes, but that is definitely um, a key point in this. Spiritually speaking, a soulmate is also soul family, like I had mentioned before. So it can be anybody, somebody that you've known a short time, a long time, a spouse, lovers, friends, siblings, children, extended family members, parents. It can be literally anybody. And so you can have multiple. It is ideal that when you come into a soulmate type relationship, though, like with a lover, somebody that is a potential spouse, It's ideal that you're at a place of self-love before that soulmate comes into your life. And I talked about that a little bit before. 
Often this is why people don't meet their significant other until later in life, because sometimes the meeting won't happen until you learn to love yourself first. This can also be the case of divorce. If you, um, like for myself, I definitely feel like my first marriage was about learning who I was, learning what I want and what I didn't want. And then I could take those things and and move them into uh, the marriage that I am in now and, you know, get past those things. And that's what the universe wants us to do. It wants us to love ourselves because we can't love somebody the way that we should without loving ourselves first. And also, yes, if you are always searching for the wrong type of love and bringing the wrong people into your life, then the universe can't align you with the right person. So let's say that you are, you know, you're, you went through a breakup, you're miserable, you want another relationship, but all you can do is think about the negative about yourself, about past relationships or whatever. The universe is not going to bring you the person that you're supposed to be with at that time because you're not ready yet. You need to be ready for that person so that you can have the relationship that you need to have. Because a lot of times we're we're not, we're not ready. Like if, you know, I went through my divorce and then I dated for a while, but if I would have met, well, I already knew Danny, but if I would have reconnected with him before I went through those people that I had dated, I don't think it would have been the same because I learned a lot about myself and what I wanted in somebody and what, you know, I wanted, how I wanted to feel from them and how I wanted to make them feel. So we have to go through these relationships that aren't necessarily meant for us to be long-term so that we can learn about ourselves. But we have to also grow with each one of them and let them go so that the universe can bring in the right person for us. So I want to talk, like I mentioned for a moment, about Twin Flames. This is something that um, I think if I would have named this episode Twin Flames, there would be probably 10 times as many people listening to it right now. It draws people in so much. It's wild. And I don't understand it. I'll be really honest. I've never understood why people are so desperate to find their twin flame. There is a vast difference between the soulmate journey and the twin flame experience. It's very, very rare for you to have a twin flame. Again, this is my opinion. You can go online and you can read all kinds of different things, but this is what the universe has taught me. And this is when I am exposed to the twin flames. This is what I feel. Most people do not have a twin flame. It's really, really misunderstood um, what a twin flame is. But Basically, a twin flame is two soul. It's one soul broken into two. So there's a lot of sites that you might see online that will tell you that this soul was um, torn apart somehow, some crazy traumatic way of being torn apart. And this happened many lives ago. And you go through many lives to look for your twin flame and you're looking for them until, you know, you finally find them in one of your lives. So that's one theory. Okay. The other one is that um, you are you in your soul contract you decide that you you know your one soul that you want to split off into two and have two different experiences and try to find each other that i go more towards that being what's happening but i absolutely feel like this is not something that happens often and that most people listening right now will not experience the twin flame relationship in this lifetime it's just not as common as what people think. It's misunderstood. And the relationship that you have with this person that is your twin flame 
is chaotic. It's mind boggling. It's, it's all of the things that maybe you wouldn't want a relationship to be. It leaves you wondering and guessing at times, even making you feel like you're batshit crazy. Seriously. It's designed for two people to dive deep into themselves and it's one soul. So you're diving deep into your own soul. It's a journey where you learn a lot about yourself, self-worth, self-fulfillment, and self-discovery. Your twin flame is so much like you. It's like looking into a mirror, except it's designed for you to see the parts of you that you are unhappy about. It uncovers the parts of you that you need to change. So if you're in a relationship with your twin flame, you're going to see in that person things that are wrong in you so that you can fix them. That makes the relationships very, very volatile. This is not a smooth relationship. So why people are so desperate to find their twin flames? I'm like, dude, I, I don't want one because I like to have more peaceful, calm relationships where we learn in more calm ways. But the twin flame experience is really, really hard. It makes for a really hard life. Uh, like I had mentioned, the, the metaphysical take on this is that it's a single soul that's violently split into two. And I just don't think that that's what's going on here. I don't think that a, a part of your soul would be missing. Half of yourself would be missing. And we, it just doesn't make sense to me that we would have that happen in every single life. So I think that it's definitely something that we experience um, in our process of the many, many lives. But I definitely don't think it's something we experience all the time. And I really don't think that it's something that most people want, even though they think they do. The soulmate relationship is much more mellow. It's much more about working together. This is your soul family. This is somebody that you will learn with. Obviously, no relationship is perfect, and you're always going to have arguments in a relationship. You're never going to see eye to eye. You're not the same person. You're not supposed to. This is how we learn from each other. But the soulmate relationship should definitely be more peaceful in your mind as far as the love itself goes. Because it it really is a way more peaceful type relationship. So we'll get into, maybe I'll do an episode sometime about the twin flames just so we can get into it more. But um, really, I, I would steer away from, you know, wanting to find your twin flame. Uh, I think a lot of people expect like this fairy tale love, this that the soulmate love is also going to be like this fairy tale love. But that's honestly not, it's not realistic. Everything. Everything worth living for takes commitment, work, growth, honesty, trust, but most of all, unconditional love. So when things get real in a relationship and we start to see the red flags, this is where we might notice if somebody is our soulmate or not. Is this somebody that I feel like I can grow with that has my best interest in mind? There's a lot of things that a soulmate will want for you. They will want you to have a nice life. They will feel that connection to you just as you will to them, that this is a different kind of love. But I really honestly don't believe that this um, understanding of this comes until farther along in the relationship, that it takes you really some time to settle into a relationship, get past the honeymoon phase, get past that next phase that is, you know, can be very chaotic where you're trying to get to know each other 
And then this next one will really let you know if this is your soulmate. Some of the traits of soulmates. You fall in love with your partner's flaws and vice versa. Um, This is an interesting one to me that I don't really recall having in previous relationships, but I know that I've had soulmate relationships before. But with my husband, Danny, I, I sometimes smile over his flaws. And I know that that sounds weird. It's not in an egotistical type way. It's in a this is really sweet type of way. And he might not even realize that he's doing this. Um, it's it's just we all have flaws and they're all different. We all have our things that make us who we are. And we shouldn't put each other down for our flaws, whether they're emotional or they're physical. My first marriage, I was put down a lot for my physical flaws. uh, And that did a lot of damage to me in that way. Like I felt really insecure about my body for a really, really long time. And um, Danny's not like that. He is very much tells me that he loves my fat stomach or my butt that I don't like or whatever it is that. I was put down for in my first marriage, he makes sure that I know that he loves those things about me and that doing that, he makes me love those things about me because I realize, wow, somebody that really loves you does not care if you have a fat stomach or a flat butt. They just don't. They will love you and they will treat you with kindness and respect and they will tell you that they love those things. And that's unconditional love right there. So if you're in a relationship where somebody is putting you down, whether it's for, you know, for your flaws, whether they're emotional um, or they're physical, then that's a red flag to me. It's absolutely a red flag. And again, we're all raised different. So when it comes to these like emotional red flags, like if you have something about yourself, that's just the something that's set in you, but this person that you're with is like, that's not right. That's not right. And they're totally on you about it. That's something to look at there because we all are raised very differently and we should be able to understand that and work together. And your soulmate will want to. They will want to know everything about you and and your growing up so that they can understand you. It's not a selfish relationship at all. It's really, um, to me, and I've noticed this a lot lately in my marriage, is that it seems like it's the two of you against the world. And I don't mean that in like a nobody else matters type of way. What I mean by that is that you feel like you are empowered to do absolutely anything as long as you're with that person. Like we, I talked last week about that we went to Vegas uh, to look for homes and stuff, and it wasn't like the most ideal situation And on the way home, I was thinking a lot about it. But really, the gist of it is it doesn't matter where we go or what our jobs are or how much money we have. As long as we get to experience these things together and we can support each other through them, that's all that really matters. It is us two on this journey together. And if there's there's a lot of other players in the journey, but when you have your soulmate, It is you two trying to conquer the world, trying to be the best that you can be, be the best couple, be the best parents. And you're never going to be perfect. But that is something that with your soulmate, you will want to do. You will want to conquer the world together. Um, Also, some traits that you might find in your soulmates is having similar experiences in life or having things that are oddly in common. So I had mentioned that I I believe that my first husband was a soulmate. One of the very first, it was the very first conversation that we had. It was the weirdest thing. Um, I was taking acting classes. I, I always, as a child, took acting classes. 
And um, he tells me during that first conversation that he want, wanted to be an actor and that he took acting classes. And then we also connected on the fact that we both didn't like to throw up, that it was like a big fear, right? So these are two things, especially the fear of throwing up, because at that point in my life, I knew I didn't realize it was such an irrational fear. Um, so we really bonded on that. And so you might find those weird types of things in a soulmate that you connect on, but also similar experiences in life. My husband, Danny, we have a lot of parallels. They're different things that happened to us, but like we both experienced abuse, but they were different types of abuse. Um, we both had similar, um, like we both had step parent. He had a step mom. I had a step dad. Um, lots of similar experiences through our childhood where we can understand each other um, better in that way, because maybe, you know, I didn't have the same experiences, but I can see in him the things that I went through and relate to him better. And so I think the universe does this, especially like later on, if we meet somebody or in like a second marriage or whatever, um, where we have found another soulmate, that we can look at these things and examine them together because you've grown. Because at 20 years old, I wouldn't have been able to really examine a lot of the things that I can now. And so I think when you're older and you're in a mature relationship and you can work, you can help each other work through those things. And your soulmate will want to help you work through the trauma that you've been in your life because they want you to be a whole you, a better you, the person that you want to be. And in order to do that, you have to heal from your past trauma. So a soulmate will absolutely want to help you and be there for you in that healing process, not trying to push you away by saying that you're crazy because of the things that you've been through or that your experiences have made you a certain way, because that's what they do. Uh, they do make you a certain way. And so it's our job to heal those things. And like I said, soulmate will help you do that. So let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we will continue talking about soulmates and um, more about how to keep your soulmate. Once you've found them, what are the important steps in a relationship to help keep that person and how to know if you're supposed to keep that person? Because again, sometimes the soulmate is not supposed to stay along forever. So let's go ahead and take our break, everyone. We will be right back. Stay tuned. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. 
Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge, everyone. Thank you again so much for being here today. Today, my topic is finding and keeping your soulmate. Something that I wanted to point out about, something I talked about in the last segment, um, about my first husband compared to my second husband. So when I met my first husband, I was very young. I was 17 years old. I didn't really know myself even. And so I grew up with him. I, I learned about myself and he learned about himself. And there were things that changed. And that happens a lot in relationships. And this is one of the ways that a soulmate relationship might end. And that is fine. If you two are growing in separate ways, if you're you're not on the same page anymore, if this isn't the person that you married 20 years ago, and you feel like there's something else out there for you, the universe does not frown on that. When I talked about how um, we connected, my first husband and I connected on the whole vomiting thing, that used to be a huge fear of mine. It wasn't just a fear. It was something like my my mom was even uh, had a problem with that. And so when I was a kid, she wouldn't take care of me when I was sick. She would send me to my grandma's. And like if I threw up, it was a big deal. And so when him and I connected on that, it was a strong thing of, okay, he understands but as I got older, I realized how irrational of a fear that was. And I didn't want to live like that anymore. And the universe did something extremely weird. My ex-husband and I were separated and I went out to visit and I ended up getting the stomach flu or food poisoning or something and ending up in the ER. And I was so sick. It's the first time that I had thrown up in probably 15 years because when you train yourself not to throw up, it doesn't happen often. Um, and my ex-husband wasn't there at the time, but he came to the hospital and he was pacing in front of the bed. And it wasn't about me. It was about the fact that he didn't want to get sick and throw up himself. And so I told him to go home. And you know what? That was one of those moments where I realized I don't want to live like this forever. And when I was single, I worked on that and I got over it. And it's, it's does not bother me anymore at all. It just doesn't. It's, you know, not a problem. That's growth. And you can't grow. This is just a small example. You can't grow with somebody that is not willing to let go of some of those things and grow with you. And so sometimes you just have to move on from those types of relationships. And there's a million and one different, you know, things that could be going on in a relationship. But you have to look at those as have you grown and the other person hasn't. 
because the universe will try and bring you another soulmate if you know that's what your soul contract is set up for. Um, when you are in a soulmate relationship or any relationship, this these tips are really going to go for any relationship, keeping a relationship. But it is important, of course, when you're in that soulmate relationship and you want to keep that going, that you have to work on that relationship. It's not going to feel good all the time. I think that's a common misconception is that when you're with your soulmate, that it should feel good all the time, but you don't learn and grow from each other. If you're, if you don't have those arguments every once in a while, you sh having them all the time is different. If you're fighting with your spouse constantly, if you make each other nervous, if you're walking on eggshells, that's totally different. But if you're having an argument every so often, it's so normal. It's just that we don't all know how to communicate on a level that's not having an argument. That's what we've been taught. And so it's okay. It's not a big deal. But a lot of people will be like, okay, now it's falling apart because we're having these arguments. Well, no, don't give up that easy. Don't walk away from something. If it feels like it's a soulmate relationship, but you're just having some arguments, that's perfectly normal. It just depends on, like I said, how bad those are. Um, when it comes to keeping a soulmate, you need to be brave in love. Take chances, take risks. Um, I talk to so many people that tell me that, you know, they're like online dating or whatever, and they're just not finding the right person for them. And I say, you know, well, what are you looking for? And they'll have these very specific needs that need to be met. Well, maybe the universe and maybe your, your higher self and your soul contract wants you to find something outside of your comfort zone. Maybe it wants you to go a completely different way. You know, we're in this age right now where there's a lot of, um, it's it's very open to be in the LGBTQ community, to experiment. There's a lot of people that I've had that have come to me for readings and that the universe has actually said, you're not supposed to be with men anymore, or you're not supposed to be with women anymore. And it's opened up this path for them. And it's a lot of people don't want to be brave in that. They're afraid of what their loved ones are going to think, you know, everybody else in their life. But if that's where the universe pushes you and that's what you're feeling, be brave with it and just, you know, try things, try experiment and see the people that are actually meant for you because you may realize that it's not meant for you, but it might actually be. Sometimes with our uh, our soulmates, something very interesting happens too. And that's that we might have like flashbacks or like feelings like we've known this person before. And I'm not talking about like, you know, you're in the honeymoon phase and you're like, oh, this feels so familiar and wonderful. That's possible that you were together in a past life. But I'm talking about when you get deeper into it and you start having like possibly flashbacks of like weird things like I've, I've known this person, we've been through this before or whatever, that, those types of things do happen. So never discount that. One thing that will help with the keeping of the partner on both ends and making a happy relationship is learning your partner's love language. There's five love languages. And what these are is everybody has one. It's what works best from them. It's how how people should show them that they love them, basically. And um, on my, my podcast that I have with my husband, we did an episode on this. I'm sorry, I don't know the episode number. But if you look up Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses for the love languages episode, we really get into this. Um, that would be a good one to listen to. 
like um, there's quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, and receiving gifts. And these each represent what how your partner feels the most loved. So my husband, his is mostly, um, I think he had two, but physical touch was number one. And for me, it was acts of service. So for me, when I feel like I need to reconnect with him or if he's having a hard day or I just feel like, you know, something there to, to help him or help the relationship, the physical touch is probably the first thing that I will go to. Uh, and for him, it's, you know, logical, like to help me don't like, you know, just do something if the trash needs to go out or whatever, don't just do it. Um, just things like that, that they, it, it seems so small and so stupid, but it just shows that you care and you're not expecting the other person to do everything. So if your partner's, you know, if they're an acts of service type person, it's not, you know, it, it really is very helpful because I'll tell you in my first marriage, that was a problem. And we even went to therapy over it. It was like, I did everything. And if he just would have shown me a little bit of respect by helping me do things around the house and stuff, that would have been um, the love language for me. And it would have helped our relationship. So it's important to be honest and communicate these things with your, your spouse as well. Um, so that they know what your love language is. Whenever I have an issue that comes up with my husband, um, and you know, sometimes you get upset and you need some time to calm down. Um, but also like in the heat of the moment, I'll ask myself this too, but definitely after is, is this thought or action that I'm having going to hurt or help our relationship? So for example, something that really, really hurts relationships is name calling. And so like, if you're the type of person that feels like you're going to, you know, name call somebody, stop before you do it and ask yourself, is this going to help the relationship or make it worse? This also goes for the thoughts in your head, because a lot of times what happens in a relationship, any relationship, whether it's soulmate or not is you have those hard times that you go through and they kind of like sometimes will the memories will be triggered or or something will come up in your head and you'll remember you know they joke about that women remember what you did 5 years ago at 6:52 p.m. um it's exactly like that it's like you'll just get a flash of something that they might have done years ago and we have to ask ourselves when those things happen cuz sometimes people will act out on those we have to say to ourselves, this happened so long ago. Why would I even act out on this? Why would I even say anything about it? It's so far in the past and we have to let the past go. Um, these types of questions, asking yourself when you're having an argument, is this going to help? Uh, letting go of ego in the relationship so that you can actually have a good communication is really important as well. Also, stop living in the past of past relationships. Like I just mentioned living in the past of a current relationship which is very important, but also living in the past of past relationships. Did you have somebody that cheated on you? Well, that doesn't mean that your current partner is going to cheat on you. Did you have somebody that lied to you? Well, that doesn't mean your current spouse or partner will. And holding things against them that they didn't do only makes the relationship bad. So this goes for any relationship in saying, that um, don't hold your past relationships against your new partner because that just, it doesn't work. It makes the relationship, you know, negative right there. Um, let's see what else I have for you. Um, 
We only have, let's see, we have a little bit left. So I did have a few people that asked questions about this topic. And th- these are things that I wanted to get into. I did already cover, can you divorce a soulmate? But let's talk about that a little bit more. Yes, absolutely. You can divorce a soulmate. Um, it can you know, go any way that it needs to. In your soul contract, that might be something that you set you know, like with my first husband, okay, we were 17 when I started dating. And I don't know, what was I 33 or something like that? When we separated, you know, so you said in this soul contract, okay, we're going to have these experiences together. And then we're going to go through a divorce and have different experiences with somebody else. So never feel like you're trapped in a relationship because, you know, you feel like, okay, this is a soulmate and I, and I'm scared to move on from them. That's okay. We're supposed to be happy. We're supposed to learn and grow and enjoy our lives. And staying in a bad relationship is really, really, it can be very detrimental to our lives because we spend so much time with this person. So we need to make sure that we have good, healthy relationships. Um, Another question that I got was, what do you do when your soulmate dies? Like, let's say that you're in the relationship you know, you're married. Like, I really believe that my marriage is not going to end in divorce. It's going to end when Danny passes away. And then what, then what are we supposed to do? You know what? Do whatever you want to do, do whatever feels comfortable for you. A lot of times people will have these conversations with their spouses and their spouse will say, Oh, don't you dare, you know, be with somebody else when I, when I pass, but they don't feel like that when they get to the other side, because they see the big picture. But also on the flip side, don't feel like you can't move on because you have to honor that person by not moving on. For me, and this was actually a question that was brought up by my brother-in-law because since his mother died, his dad doesn't want to date. He doesn't want to be with anybody else. And he's concerned about his dad. And you know what I said? It's okay. If your dad is happy like that, then that's okay. Because for me, I feel like at this point in my life, like when the time does come and Danny passes away, I'm going to be the same way. I don't really care to have another relationship. I feel like I've been there. I've done that. I will find love with the family and friends that I have left behind. And that is the way that I want to do it. And if that's the way that my brother-in-law's dad wants to do it, then so be it. But I think we need to do what feels right for us. We shouldn't be pressured into remarrying, even if you go through a divorce and the divorce, you know, you you just don't feel like being in a relationship again. I know a lot of people that have done that as well. It's okay. The universe will bring to you what's meant for you. If you're meant to have another relationship with a soulmate, and it will bring it to you. Otherwise, those soulmates might come in forms of friends or other things in your life, but they will be brought to you. Um, We try to have a lot of control over this and we really don't have the control. So that's a big piece of advice that I have here too. When it comes to any of these things we talked about, finding your soulmate, keeping your soulmate, whatever is let the universe guide you. Let it do what it's going to do. When it's pushing somebody out of your life, when it's when it's not a healthy relationship and you know that person has ghosted you or whatever the situation is, it's not meant for you. It's time to move on. Let the universe have the control. Stop trying to control love so much because it's uncontrollable. And it is one of those things that is absolutely beautiful if it's the right type of love, but it can be absolutely nasty if it's not. So make sure that you find the right type of love and you give the right type of love. That's a huge thing too. 
you give love and respect and honesty and all of those things that you want back in return, because that's how you make the right type of relationship with a soulmate or with somebody that's just in your life for a little while, even it's mutual respect. It's caring for each other. It's understanding that that other person had a life before you, they've had other people that they've been with and that's okay. All of these insecurity things, we need to let them go and just enjoy love. So we'll talk about this more. I feel like love is a topic that people want to talk about a lot. So we'll come back to it, but I have one minute, so I have to let you go. So if you'd like to find me, you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. My podcast with my husband is there as well called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, where you can find the other episode I was talking about. And I will meet you back here next week. Same place, same time. Love it. Hope you have a wonderful week. Until every, Until then, everybody, peace and love. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.